Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, a.k.a. Mr. Three Times in One Day. Oh, man, Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jesse. Now, Jordan, I'm talking about doing it three times in one day. A lot of people right. thought right. I was too old. A lot of people thought I was too tired. They thought the world was too scary, but I did it three times today. Three times, Jordan. I just want to cut in and then say, I can say this is definitively going to be about jacking off. This is not going to be a left turn. There is not going to be another thing. This is definitely jacking off. Go ahead. No, Jordan. It's not about jacking off. I think you know this, Jordan. Jordan, I think you know that What? I... I was sure. I was positive because of the way you were saying it i a man in my late 30s am happily married Mm -hmm. i'm happily married to my beautiful wife Teresa. we have a productive home life that's why today i did it three times one two three call me mr three times (laughs) it's a coronavirus special baby lockdown action uh okay so so you're not you're not you're not talking about J and O. Nope. It's not about J and O, my friend. What well, what is it? <laughs> Are you gonna tell us? Yeah, running the dishwasher. I ran the dishwasher three times oh, today. Oh I filled and and ran the I dishwasher three times today because it's a Sunday. My daughter and I did some cooking together. So there's just a lot of I made a Vichy Soir. Oh, do they call you Mr. One Two Three because you're an underseen Billy Wilder movie? Sorry, I couldn't think of that when you were saying it, but then I thought of it later and thought it was worth going back. Yeah, exactly. No. Why you got all those messy dishes? Uh, they call me the, I was going to say the less weird, but similarly weird Julia Child because I made a Vichy Soir. Okay. I guess I don't know what that is. It's a potato leek soup. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, it's a classic French peasant soup. It's a beautiful soup. Traditionally served cold, but I'm American, so I tend to serve it hot. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Don't let those commies convince you to ice up your soup. No, they got three-day work weeks. They don't even turn on the burners on uh, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Exactly. Communist fucks. <laughs> They're vichy <laughs> Three, three times. Filled it, emptied it, ran it. Wait, emptied it, filled it, ran it. That's the order you do it in. So wait, how many times did you jack off? <laughs> I jacked off twice. Okay. Just like That's regular. still pretty good. That's, That's still pretty regular. good. Well, if you space it out, if you do one in the morning, if you wake up first, you know, if you're the uh-huh. first person to wake up, and then one if everybody goes out for a walk or something. <laughs> that sounds nice. You know how that is. These are great tips. Yeah. Um, I didn't jack off at all today, Jordan. I'm doing Movember. Oh. That's where I, I only... No nut Movember. This <laughs> <laughs> where in lieu of jacking off, you grow a mustache. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, everybody, play along at home. No nut Movember. <laughs> uh, should we introduce our guest on the program, Jordan? I would love to. Our guest on the program is a writer for Robot Chicken and She-Hulk, a podcast producer, an anime expert, apparently, 
Please welcome to the program all the way from beautiful North Carolina, Cody Ziegler. Hi, Cody. How are you? Oh, what's up, guys? How are you living, King? First of all, congrats for getting those three dishwashers in. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Namaste. I greet the God within you. Mm. Thank you, King. <laughs> <laughs> Young King loading dishwashers. <laughs> My man's out here breaded. <laughs> Cody, I didn't know this, but... You you are taking a, you're a, you're a show business professional, but you're taking you're taking <laughs> a, a COVID sabbatical in your home mm-hmm. your home state of North Carolina. That is correct. And that is correct, King. What is what? And thank you for God. Thank you for calling us King. This is great. I feel amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about uplifting my fellow podcasters. You know. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Uh, how uh, how how are you liking it? What are the like North Carolina things you can do that you cannot do in L.A. Well, you know, first of all, and this is not being sardonic or facetious, like literally when I landed, like the air is just so, cause I'm in the, I'm in the country. I'm right now I'm at my dad's house in Greensboro, which is like, it's, it's quote unquote a city, but really it's just a bunch of high rises in the middle of like the forest. So like one, the air is just clean. Like I can breathe normally. Like I can like walk a block and not like be heaving. <laughs> like I'm about to die. And, um, you know, the best part literally though, is just like, everything is like just cheaper. Like I feel like I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a rich man. Like I, you know, I haven't technically worked in like four months, but like when everything out here costs $5, like you feel like <laughs> you're sort of slumming it with the mud people. <laughs> everything. Everything from beer to swimming trunks to human life is cheaper. <laughs> yeah. And it's all costs $5. Like that's the weird thing. I don't know how they set that precedent, but I'm glad that they did. I'm out here thriving. So you're just dropping Lincolns left and right. <laughs> <laughs> What's the first thing you do when you get to North Carolina? When you step off that airplane, wh- where's the first place you had mm-hmm. uh, other than your parents' house? <laughs> this is, oh boy, I'm such a fat ass. Like literally the first thing I did is I picked up my rented car, my rental car, because you know, I got the money. Hell yeah. Doing, uh, you, what, what, what are you, oh. you rolling Hertz? You're rolling oh. National? Oh. oh, you know I'm doing Hertz. <laughs> You know I'm doing Hertz, baby. Hell yeah. yeah. I got that That's money. right, King. Uh, the, yeah, the, <laughs> this King's snacking on Hertz donuts. I'm snack. I got that Hertz money. Literally, the first thing I do is I stop by, uh, I, I think it's just a regional chain, but there's this restaurant called Bojangles. It's like a um, sort of like the, the South's equivalent of like Popeye's. Um, they sort of specialize in like biscuits and, and chicken and stuff. And I get a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit, and then I wash it down with a cheer wine. Like, that's always my L.A. to, like, North Carolina ritual as soon as I, like, step off the plane. What's a cheer wine? I've never – is it a, like a, is that oh. like a big red or is that a, like a oh, regional? Oh, 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 dude. Oh, dude. Okay, let me – 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 uh let me let me give you some education. So it is a uh, – it's a North Carolina soda. It is sort of like – I'd say cherry adjacent. Like, it's definitely in the cherry family, but – um it's like, I don't I mean, I don't know what the ingredients are. I don't have the secret spices and stuff, but it's, uh, I'd say, I, I think you could, I think a layman could call it a cherry soda. Um, but like, they only really sell it here in the South predominantly in like North Carolina, South Carolina, and probably Tennessee and maybe Georgia, if you like look for it hard enough, but you can find it in some specialty stores, um, like some, some of those specialty pop stores um, in the big cities. But like, look, if you, if you're into drinking sodas, which I don't do too much these days, but when I do, I highly recommend the cheer wine. It'll change. It'll change your life, man. Cheer wine is a nice drink. You know. You know. It's a, a a not wildly dissimilar drink that that I like. What's that? Is iron beer. Have either of you guys ever had iron beer? No. No. Uh-uh. What is that? That is like a Cuban soda, 
But I guess it's a Cuban-American soda at this point. I don't know that they still have it in Cuba. I think it's like something that left with the revolution because it is uh, an imperialist indulgence or whatever. What kind of uh, flavor profile are we talking about? We're talking about... (laughs) Yeah, let's get into the profile. We're talking about like a fruitier Dr. Pepper flavor profile. Like uh, I would say like like 75%... Big Red. It's a little more complex than Big Red. Twenty-five percent Dr Pepper. It's not like a cherry Dr Pepper where it's mostly Dr Pepper flavor. It's a fruitier mm-hmm. soda, but it has a little bit of that uh, Dr Pepper complexity. It's a very nice soda. By the way, mm. uh, first thing I would do when I got off the uh, plane in North Carolina: take my shirt off, twist it around my hand, spin it like a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny enough you say that because actually that's the second thing that I do once I wash down. My sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, which chair when I actually take my shirt off and wave it out the window while I'm driving down the highway. <laughs> I understand. Uh, my extended family all lives in the South. So when we would go to visit them, uh, you know, on family vacations and stuff, yeah, we would drink Big Red and there would always be some weird alternate Dr. Pepper that we couldn't get in Was it California. Was it Dr. Thunder? No, no, just like an actual, like you would be able to get like a peach Dr. Pepper and like, you know, in the actual can. And it's like, why isn't this in California? So yeah, the South uh, definitely has a proud tradition of uh, alternate sodas. <laughs> yeah, of choking down uh, shitty sugar water that'll rot your guts out. <laughs> That's the dream though, isn't it? God, what a life. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. access, just go to some restaurant. When, I, when I'm in the American South... You know, like me and Hodgman, John Hodgman, on a Judge John Hodgman mm-hmm. tour, we drove from uh, D.C. Uh, down to Atlanta and Raleigh-Durham. And mm-hmm. um, it was a great trip. And the thing, all I wanted to do the entire time was just stop at every barbecue restaurant on the way. <laughs> just every single one. And like you only have to drive two hours to get to a new kind of barbecue that the people there are yeah. really mad about the last kind of barbecue you ate. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. I'll eat all your barbecues. I'm not picking sides here. Yeah, they're definitely like regional truthers. Yeah, uh, I'll say that the other one sucked while I'm at the next place. I yeah. will, <laughs> if that'll make you all happy, yeah. I will say that vinegar sauce sucks or whatever. The Lexington style is really the style you got to like anchor yourself onto. I'm I am a Lexington, North Carolina barbecue truther. What is what is Lexington style? Yeah, that is um, the more vinegar based. Um, it's not like uh, I guess whatever the the, the the thick sauce base. Like it's all vinegar down there. That's obviously the kind that I grew up on eating. So like when I discovered there was actually different styles, I was like, what is this thick trash that I have to choke down? Like give me that vinegar, baby. But not mustardy. It's not a. It's not a yellow no, sauce. No, 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 no. It's just a simple. Vin- no, no, no. Uh, like almost a like almost a colorless sauce. Yeah, I'd say. Um, have you guys had Texas Pete? You guys, do you have had that hot sauce? It's a North Carolina hot sauce. It's like a. I guess maybe like a Valentino adjacent, like maybe a, a couple of rungs under that, like taste wise. Yeah, I have an uh, uh-uh, and I uh, I I love a hot sauce recommendation. Yeah, I'm excited to hear that Texas Pete is a North Carolina specialty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I mean the name would make you think that it's from Texas, but is actually from Winston Salem, North Carolina. Even though there is a giant red cowboy with a lasso on the cover, it is actually. Uh, that is fake. It is, he is actually born and bred in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And whenever I'm in San Diego, I always eat at Colorado Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> San Diego's own Colorado Joe's. Look, it's all about the Brandon, baby. That's, yeah. yes. 
But I am like a serious heavy food enthusiast. Like mm-hmm. I really have, I have a iron stomach for that kind of thing. Ugh. And like the volume of, the volume of biscuits. Oh, dude. The volume of fried chicken, dude. the volume of barbecue, the volume of stewed greens. Oh, yeah. Like all of these things I could eat forever it's uh, until i was sick and i would do it two meals a day like i don't think i could do it quite three Mm -hmm. but two meals a day i would eat until i was sick on those various foods uh don't worry i can do that third meal for you (laughs) it's funny it's funny you say that you like the heavy meals because uh i just had dinner with my family not too long ago and we had let me get one we had uh three different types of chicken with uh like pork chops and like collard greens and mashed potatoes and corn and washing it down with like juices. And we had some like donuts in the uh, oven waiting for us afterwards. Like it was full, full hedonistic, just like slobbering down just a bunch of organ meat, just getting in all types of organ meat in that stomach. I, I'm, Let's I wanna... break down, Cody. What are the, what are your, what are your three types of chicken here? That's exactly what Ooh. I wanted to know. <laughs> my boys are, my boys are synced up right now. So we had, uh, we actually we had um, so we had some grilled like on the grill chicken marinated. I'm not sure what it was marinated in. I felt I tasted a little bit of spice. There was definitely some hot sauce in there. We had some leftover fried chicken from KFC, and then we had some like barbecued chicken. Um, and actually, you know what? There was some salmon in there too. I forgot there was just a a salmon steak just resting in the pit in the thing as well. I forgot about that. Holy hell! So I guess we had land sea in there. Yeah, it was great. It's, uh, All of this sounds great. Cody, I, I appreciate every single thing on your list. Oh, thank My you. My number one is going to have to be uh, salmon with the L pronounced. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm over the moon about that, oh, Cody. I love it so are much. You, you, sure. You, uh, I don't want to eat it because I'm not a, I don't really like fish, to be honest oh. with you. But I want to hear that word pronounced in that way forever. You know what? I got you. You know, I've been educated out here in the South. We got that L. You need that L. I got it for you. <laughs> Thank the land goodness. of many L's, yeah. they call it. <laughs> um, I had uh, I had a couple of TV questions I wanted to run by the both of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody, I have some questions about anime. Oh, and Jesse, okay. I have some questions about the Antiques Roadshow. Great. <laughs> so you've... We got the whole spectrum covered here. Jordan, sounds like you've got us pegged. <laughs> So Jordan, just so you know, I'm I'm also available to answer questions about Julia and Jacques Pepin. <laughs> <laughs> I have no questions about them, uh, but if I have any, I know who to text. Okay, um, okay. I'll start with this Antiques Roadshow thing. I was I was uh, I was flipping around the other day, channel surfing the boob tube. Um, is that what is that what you call television? It, it is. Uh, yeah, pretty sassy. Mm-hmm. Pretty sassy, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll call the TV whatever. I don't give a shit. I honestly just watch documentaries on Netflix. Mm, so. Sure. Yes, exactly. Don't even have a television. Love love that take. It's one of my favorite takes. <laughs> always love it when someone says that to me. Can't get enough of people saying they don't watch TV. They just watch documentaries on Netflix. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was, I, I stopped on the road show. I was having a nice time watching the antiques road show. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan like you are, Jesse, but it was definitely on around my house growing up. And, and I, and I do recognize that it is one of these shows that like relaxes people. It is mm. the most like PBS, PBS thing. And, uh, you know, and it, it's a, it's a ton of fun. You see a lot of local weirdos and it's, it's fun when someone's, you know, doodad is worth a lot of money. I love that. God, I love those local weirdos. It's a, it's a real vibe. 
Yeah. Something I really appreciate about the Antiques Roadshow is uh, a dad in shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just, he got on, te- he was like, man, oh God, I hope I get on television today. I'm wearing my shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With my cell phone <laughs> clipped to the belt. <laughs> Legs glistening. But my number one favorite category of uh, guy on the Antiques Roadshow is a sweet-tempered provincial homosexual. Mm. <laughs> like, you don't, you learn what a, what a sweet gay guy is who's from Fargo. You know what I mean? <laughs> Love it. Love those guys. So I was watching the roadshow, and you know how, you know, TV, TV shows want, you know, people to engage with the show online, mm-hmm. you know, second screen and all that. So, you know, you'll throw up a, a hashtag. So people can mm-hmm. talk about the show online. And the one that the Antiques Roadshow threw hashtag up. Hashtag world's worst Mark Wahlberg. It was hashtag junk in the trunk. <laughs> I need to follow that hashtag. Now, I was... <laughs> got to do some research. I, I, social media teams like, we're going to own this one. I panicked because I, I panicked for whoever the PBS social media intern is. Because, and yeah, it's like one of these, th- you know, it's like, it would, it, it seems like a classic, like, social media faux pas from someone who doesn't understand it, you know? Like, yeah. it would be, like, if Boston Market, like, had organic chicken, and their hashtag to promote it was, like, big natural breasts or something. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy hangers, rotisserie chicken. <laughs> yeah. And it, it just did, and I'm like, this hashtag, they're, you know, who... You know, the five people or whatever tweeting about Antiques Roadshow are just going to go on it and they're just going to see, you know, ample butts. And hey, you know, (laughs) that's a great thing to see, but maybe not something. Listen, if you're looking for armoires or something Mm. and you get a and you get a healthy, a healthy dumpus in the face. (laughs) Right. This ain't this ain't what you signed up for. I don't know. I think it's. I think it brings a little zip to the operation. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, who's not looking for a good dumpus in their face every now and then? <laughs> yeah. I think we all long for a dumpus. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now more than ever. That's the American dream, isn't it? The white picket fence. Right. The dumpus in the face. Two and a half kids. The dumpus in the face. Dumpus in your face. And if you're Cody's family, three kinds of chicken in the pot. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the. That's what we fall for. Fucking, I, I yeah. just want to back up real quick and say I love having a warmed up leftover from a, a restaurant in with your home cooking. That fucking rules. Oh, yeah. You know, you feel like you're doing good because you're not throwing food out, but really like. No. Like, you know, you're actually making use of it, but you get to eat the real good food first. And KFC keeps, man. KFC keeps great. KFC is a great next day food. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah, we've had it for like five days and it still tasted good. So I don't know what they're doing in there, but we we support you. What happens is you go into the KFC and KFC is both good and a little gross. Yeah, as it should be. But it is my favorite of the not good fast food. Mm. May I ask what your other, what, what the other names on that list would be if you could indulge me? Uh, basically all of them except for like in and out <laughs> all right touche um, like in and out i would say is pretty good yeah like i i i like eating in and out for real mm-hmm. without you know and i would say your top two not good fast foods for me mm-hmm. would be probably kfc and taco bell yeah i agree with that uh, i'm with that like Taco Bell is gross, but I do enjoy eating it the occasions that I eat it. Whereas, like, if I go to Carl's Jr., 
and I yeah. eat something, I'm going to be like, oh, this is fucking disgusting. Yeah. I wish I had just not eaten. <laughs> Whereas KFC, I kind of like, you know, like yeah. uh, it's gross and it makes me feel sick, <laughs> but I do kind of enjoy yeah. eating it. I mean, Popeye's is Popeye's is about is about as good, maybe a little better. Yeah, but, that's top tier. Um, yeah, Popeye's rules. But a fast food fried chicken is something that I will not turn away. I will <laughs> try to avoid pursuing it because it will make me sick, uh, but I will not turn it away. Gotcha. I respect that. Yeah, picnic, whatnot. So I, I was so shocked at this junk in the trunk thing. And just side note, the thing that they were appraising when the hashtag came up was a woman was trying to get a price for her grandfather's timeout chair. So it's the, it's like a wooden chair that her grandfather sat in to get a timeout. And I'm just like, that fucking wow. thing's haunted. There's no way it's not haunted. Yeah, I don't like that. There's a, There's some... Demonic yeah. energy encased in that timeout chair. Yeah. A ghost in one of those pointy dunce hats. Yeah. <laughs> I actually watch, Jordan, you know this, but I like to watch the UK Antiques Roadshow in mm. addition to the American Antiques Roadshow. Oh, it's Road the Show. British show. That's what they call it, right? That's the title, yeah. Yes. That's exactly. And, they, and their hashtag is rubbish in the fanny. <laughs> yeah. Oi, yeah. antiques, isn't it? Oi, 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 constable. <laughs> We've got some rubbish in the fanny. <laughs> You know, our English friend Sarah Morgan listens to this show. She's got to be really steamed with us right now. Uh, yeah, so I was watching and they were doing, it was a beautiful, um, it was a woman who brought in a beautiful piece of Murano glass. And they flashed, they also do hashtags. They flashed a hashtag on the screen. It was hashtag honky tonk badonkadonk. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I could see how maybe that would cause some confusion. <laughs> Let me add that to my list. I mean, I don't see how it's even antique related, although it is a somewhat dated reference. <laughs> so I jumped on the hashtag, you know, to because I was afraid for this PBS person. And also, you know, mm-hmm. I... I would have been. I I'm okay. To, I'll, I I wanted to kind of see see about the dumpuses as well. Yeah, you got you got to do some investigating. Right. So I did hashtag junk in the trunk, and then for for scrolling down Twitter, page after page after page of people talking about that episode of the <laughs> Antiques Roadshow. No one was talking about butts. Whoa. Everyone was just tweeting along with the Antiques Roadshow with the hashtag junk in the trunk. Oh, wow. That's so awesome. Who would have thought? Yeah. That is extraordinary. I don't know. I guess people just like love to, I mean, I guess maybe it's just like people who still watch live TV are watching Antiques mm. Roadshow and also they're, but they've also learned to use social media along with it. Fascinating. Yeah. And they're highly active on Twitter. Who would have thought? That's beautiful. I feel like that is really beautiful. It is. Yeah, I actually love to see that. I didn't get to see the dumpus, which was, you know, a little bit of a bummer. But yes, it was a beautiful moment. You know what I was thinking the other day? Hmm. I should be the host of the Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Why am I not, though? Who's so great? Who's so great that they're the host of the Antiques Roadshow and it's not me? It's not Mark L. Wahlberg. Mm. He's not the host anymore. It basically doesn't have a host anymore. There's just like a little voiceover. Yeah. Oh, they've streamlined that bad boy. They cut out the fat. Like, we don't need no host. Let's let these weirdos just be weird. Yeah. Right. It's like the Oscars now. I could do fun segments like Fiona Bruce does on the UK one. There's one where the there's th- the the expert brings three things and you have to say what's the expensive one, what's the cheap one, and what's the medium one. Mm. I could play that game, and I'd fly to fucking Boise. I don't give a shit. Here I come, Boise. It's fun. Let's check out your record stores, Have Boise, you, Idaho. Jesse, and I don't want to like, I mean, I don't want to like, I'm not here to body shame anybody, okay? Here we go. It's the last thing mm-hmm. I want to do. All bodies are beautiful. 
but mm-hmm. have you thought that maybe they're looking for someone with a little more junk in the truck? <laughs> <laughs> they need someone who's dummy thick. All I have is this honky tonk, but donk it donk. Okay, question two. Cody, yeah. you you are an anime fan to the point where you do an anime podcast, correct? That is correct. The Dark Weed Podcast with my boy, Brody Reed. We talk about anime and a bunch of other nerdy adjacent stuff. Hashtag in a plug. Oh, I worked with Brody Reed. He's a good guy. Oh, yeah. He's a sweetie. I love him. I love him. How So have you been like an anime fan since like you were a kid? Did you watch like, <laughs> I don't I guess I don't know exactly how old you are, but did you watch like Robotech and stuff? Oh, I think they all watch Dragon Ball Z, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was the one. Yeah. I mean, I like it. Like every other 14-year-old who had a Cartoon Network, whenever Adult Swim came out, like that was definitely the gateway drug into uh weeb shit. So like a lot of Dragon Ball Z, a lot of Gundam, Robotech, all that stuff that was uh on basically anything that played on Cartoon Network, uh, Adult Swim between like 2000 to 2005, I was definitely watching it. Jordan, did you know that there's baseball animes? Yeah, like sports animes. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. That seems like something I should be into. Like I'm a I'm a nerd, right? I'm but I'm I'm artsy. I could like anime except that for not watching it or liking it, but I love baseball, so I should watch a baseball anime. Yeah, I you know, I don't know a baseball anime off the top of my head, although I know there are ones, but there is a basketball one called Slam Duck that is very, very funny. It's from like the 80s. Mm, good name. Uh, like the 80s, early 90s, like they're all into like Nikes and shit, and like everyone's Japanese, but there's one Japanese guy that they inexplicably make look like a black person. Like he has like a nice face, he's got big lips. It's, it's, it's very problematic, but it's also very funny watching it in hindsight. I can't say that basketball is my favorite sport, but I mm. do like the way they dribble up and down the court. <laughs> well, that's most of the game. So you like you like at least 50% of the game right there. Yeah. Uh, I have been slowly just in my, you know, in a, in a world where we're all looking for something to watch on the fucking TV. I'm slowly trying to inject a little bit of anime into my TV watching. Oh, hell yeah. I really like watching anime movies, but for some mm. reason the TV shows... Uh, I have a hard time clicking with the, the, the episodic TV, maybe because their pace is a little it's a little different than like yeah. Western TV. Pace is trash, and also you have to go, sometimes they have like 900 episodes, and you're like, there's no way I'm going to yeah. dedicate myself to 900 episodes of anything. Yeah, it, it, right. It is really like sitting down and saying like, I'm going to see what this Mary Tyler Moore is all about. <laughs> yeah, cut to season 27. Yeah. It does sort of, there is a certain amount of commitment that can only be made by... You know, a, an empty life teen, <laughs> yeah, like an a, an eighteen year old with no job. That is a person who can commit to a five hundred episode anime series. Yeah, look, my, my, at, at sixteen, I was playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, and I, I don't mean just like beating the missions. I mean, I would like so I would take my character, I would dress him up as like a biker, I would steal a motorcycle, and then I would find a group of like NPCs driving motorcycles and i would just follow them for hours throughout the desert like that's what i would do when i was like wow. 16 so like i had plenty of time to dedicate to a 200 episode anime um so the, the one of them that you know a lot of like anime fans will talk about getting into uh attack on titan yeah and this is a show set in a kind of a steampunk medieval setting mm-hmm. and where nude giants eat people <laughs> who have bad lives yeah. Am I am I describing yeah, that correctly? That's, that's 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 pretty much the distilled version of uh of the show. Uh I will say that it is definitely one of the I mean it is a very bizarre show like you said there's like a bunch of nude goofy looking giants running around. 
but I will say it is one of the few shows that actually uh, like scares me when I watch it. Like I do fear a tinge of fear when I do watch the show. I think because it's is such bizarre visuals. Like there's a basically yeah. it's like a bunch of like giant nude veiny giants running around eating people. Are their bodies veiny or, or are there cranks? Uh, no, they're they're uh, they're like they're crankless. Dolls. No cranks. Yeah. yeah, they're smooth as eggs down there. So they don't even they don't have cranks or vaginas. No, they got nothing. You know, they they uh, I think it all sort of melts off. I'm not I'm not sure the physiology of that. I guess I need to do a deep dive on Wikipedia, but uh, they don't have the 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 cranks or bolts down there. It it would be less. Yeah. It would be less. It's creepy if they had genitalia. I would. I think the lack of <laughs> genitalia definitely bothers me a little bit. Jordan, can I ask uh, yes. Cody and Jordan? Yeah. Both of you guys have seen this show. I haven't seen it. Um, do they have buttholes? Oh, I don't know. They <sighs> have know. butts. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think they do because I uh, later on in the show they they sort of talk about the physiology and they're like they don't even technically digest these people. They just eat them and then throw them up later. So like I don't think they even have like a digestive system, it seems like. So I guess there would be no, no bunghole if I had to. Oh man! If I had to like make an educated guess. Right. I haven't gotten to the uh, explanation of the giant's digestive tract, so you should have said spoiler alert. Oh, it's very thrilling. Don't worry, you'll love it. <laughs> and yeah, that is kind of the thing with the show is that it, you know, you you do get these kind of like action-packed episodes where they're like mm-hmm. cutting down these giants with their like hydraulic jetpack thing. Yeah. And then an episode will just be about a military trial. <laughs> and yeah. that's the whole episode. Yeah, well, yeah. somebody got court-martialed. You got to cover it. And not even they'll do training, but it won't even be like fun training. It'll be like, this is how you operate this particular mechanic, mechanic of your yeah. suit. And you're like, oh, well, I guess I'm dedicating 22 minutes to this right now. And I think that, it, that like I do have that same kind of complaint about some, you know, Western TV is that like prestige TV just feels like a movie they cut up, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or a lot of it does. So, yeah. So, like, this is kind of that same thing about like, I don't feel like I've watched an episode. I felt like I watched a little part of a movie and I just stopped randomly. <laughs> I'll, I'll say also a, a unique thing about that show is that like, as far as I can tell, there has not been a single dignified death on the entire show. Everyone <laughs> dies screaming for their life. Like no one ever yeah. like no one closes their eyes and passes on to like the great hereafter. It's always like clawing and screaming as they're eat, being eaten alive by giants. And then sometimes they turn into a giant. Oh boy! Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a there's a whole lot going on in that show. But yeah. I do recommend it. I uh I enjoy, I very much enjoy it. When you turn into a giant, does your junk fall off like a giant sequoia sheds its limbs in a forest fire it is a lot like that yes mm-hmm. you do become uh, unitless thanks i just i just want to store all this up for uh when december mm, sure. rolls around <laughs> the cool shit in that show is so fucking cool though yeah the music yeah oh the music that's theme song that i put the theme song on i have like a i i've like i've started running i have a running playlist and i put the oh, yeah. attack on titan theme on my running playlist <laughs> always fucking gets me juiced yeah it's 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 a great show to get hype like if i was if i was still a 16 year old kid i'd probably be losing my losing my shit every time that show came on yeah Cody, what is your top anime that you enjoy that doesn't have anything to do with like uh magic powers or robots or 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 mm, action a, fights like do you watch any courtroom drama animes or anything <laughs> you know what i don't think i do i think the closest i mean it's not a fun movie but it's very very well made um 
uh, Grave of the Fireflies. It's a really, really great uh, um, uh, Frequent movie. Jordan Jesse Go reference. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's the only anime thing I've seen. Uh, it's a real romp. It's very fun. Uh, it's a, I, I really I really enjoy that. Um, it's it's something that I can only watch maybe once every couple of years just because it's such a heavy, heavy flick. But uh, I, I, I remember watching that in um, one just being shook because like, you know, it's like one of the first it's like, you know, traditionally as Westerners, like we watch cartoons, we think we're like, oh, this is going to be uh, Donald Duck or, or Shrek or whatever. But then you see these kids sort of wilt away and like you see people die by firebombing. You're like, Oh wow. Animation can be used to talk about adult things. Very, very adult things. And I don't think my 16 year old mind was uh, necessarily equipped to handle that <laughs> type of information at that point. Yeah. That is some really extreme. I mean, I think as somebody who bought yeah. comic books in the late eighties and mm-hmm. early 1990s, when uh, everything at the comic book store, Al's comics, by the way, on Guerrero street, shout out Al. Yeah, shout out to Al. He was very grumpy. <laughs> uh, you know, all the comic books were just really putting their shoulders down and and bulldozing into the topic of, uh, you know, comic books aren't just for kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just doing it with graphic violence. Like, they, they, <laughs> yeah. occasionally, like, uh, occasionally shitty satire, but mm-hmm. shitty satire and graphic violence were the main media for comics are, are not just for kids. Um, and I feel like, I feel like Grave of the Fireflies is like the next level shit on that continue. It's a beautiful film. Like it's actually Mm -hmm. really good. It's, I don't know whether, you know, the comic book character Lobo, who was always cutting (laughs) off people's heads and then like saying something with the SH word in it or whatever, uh, was good or not. I was 10 years old at the time, Mm -hmm. but uh, but like Grave of the Fireflies is a very beautiful film, mm-hmm. but it's as though they were like, well, we should make something that proves that anime can be for adults. And then the other guy at the meeting is like, yeah, maybe like something about some people going through a difficult divorce. And then the other guy goes, what about a movie about children dying from radiation poisoning? <laughs> Cut the check. And then there's just silence in the room for 10 minutes and they just go, okay, 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 that ought to do it. You boys about to win those Oscars. Yeah, what would you, Cody, to your, like, are there any deep cuts that you mm-hmm. recommend to someone who's like, I want to give anime a shot, but not, but I don't exactly know where to go? Yeah, are you looking for TV shows or movies or just any anything? Yeah, what's your TV show, Rec, for, for me? I want I want an episodic thing. Uh, yeah, you know, this isn't necessarily a deep cut, it's actually a, a wildly popular show, but like, you know, I'm I'm a huge. Obviously, I'm a nerd. Like, I really love comic books and stuff, superhero stuff. So, like, there. Whenever I see like uh, Eastern interpretations of like traditionally like Western superheroes, like that's always interesting to me. So, like, I highly recommend the show One Punch Man. Um, it's very very funny. It's got a very um, very satirical outlook. Basically, the premise is there's a guy named One Punch Man, and he can defeat anybody with one punch. And he's been doing it for so long that he's sort of burnt out on being a superhero, and he's trying to find like his next his new lease in life and like trying to find the ultimate opponent. And it's very, very funny. It's a very funny, uh, send up of like all the tropes of, um, not only just like anime, but also like superhero comic books, um, and superhero movies and stuff like that. And a nice companion piece to that is actually another sort of superhero adjacent show called my hero academia. It's basically, uh, X-Men with, uh, an, an anime X-Men, basically. Um, all the characters are nice. They're all wholesome. They all just want to do the best uh, the best that they can in the world and help their friends. And 
having spent the past four years in this hellhole uh, where everyone is just sort of looking out for themselves, it's been nice to watch a show that sort of actively um, champions for the idea of, of, of the collectivism as, as, as opposed to like the individual, which is uh, I've been trying to get into more media that sort of hammers that message home, the idea of doing something for the greater good as opposed to doing something for yourself. And like that show has been a, a really great, um, a really great thing to like pass the time and then also sort of like watch some, some wholesome media that does hammer home the idea of like, maybe it's not a bad idea to like sacrifice for yourself to help, to help your friends and to help the community. Cody, that's a very beautiful sentiment. You had me at it's X-Men, but with blank. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Yes, sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Is it X-Men? Buy, yeah. Buy, 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 buy. Yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah. Let's do it. Jordan, and I know that you were asking me before we went on the air for some recommendations on Japanese men's fashion magazines to buy mm -hmm. on Japanese <laughs> Amazon. Um, my recommendation to you is to check out Popeye, the magazine for city boys. <laughs> sounds, sounds great. You're welcome. Uh, has anybody watched Princess Mononoke lately? Yes, actually, I watched it like two months ago when I um, when I got HBO Go. I, I watched a couple of Miyazaki's uh, films because he has whole collections on there. Man, me too. That shit oh, so fucking good. rules. It's like that in Toy Story. That's that's as good as animation gets, I think. My only thought, uh, I think the the English dubs are not that good. It seems like they just sort of get famous people who don't necessarily give a shit about really acting for uh, animation. So you'll have like yeah. Keith Sutherland or whoever, uh, not Keith Sutherland, uh, Michael uh, Keaton, just sort of like mumbling his way through a, through the through the movie. And you're like, hey, you could just hire any schlub, and they would have probably cared more than like a millionaire who's already a movie star. I started uh, Princess Mononoke with uh, my kids, but it was a little too intense right at the, right at the beginning. Yeah, it's a little it's a little a little violent. Yeah, right now I'm I'm mostly just watching Totoro over and over. But I'd watch oh, Totoro basically yeah. as many times as is necessary. A lot of Totoro is great. You might also enjoy uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. That's a pretty wholesome, kid friendly one. Oh, Kiki's Delivery Service is great, and Phil Hartman does one. I know we're talking about how the voices are, are the American voices are sometimes mm -hmm. crummy, but Phil Hartman is in it and does and gives a uh, and just is it's fucking. It's like a magic he's, cat, he's right? A magical cat. That, yeah. yeah, it rules. It's great. What a great person to be a magic cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> granted, that's another thing like X Men, but <laughs> if that I will just like. Oh, a magic cat that talks like Phil Hartman. Sure. Like. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. I'll take Lionel Hutz as a cat. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I th I feel like Kiki's delivery service in the world of children's Phil Hartman vehicles. It's sort of the Japanese small soldiers. Mm. Yeah. That it features Phil Hartman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Just Phil Hartman's in it. Yes, I think so. Um, it's not seasonal like Jingle All the yeah. Way or whatever, you know? You got to earn it. Uh, I think that the the quintessential bad American person that they got to do a VO in one of those Miyazaki movies, it's got to be Billy Bob Thornton in uh, Princess Mononoke. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just does not give a shit. That is the... That is the Two beeriest performance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can tell that he did that. He seemed like he did that in like one three hour session. He was like, we're doing one take. I got my car stills on outside revving in the parking lot. I got to get out of here. I got to go meet uh, Angelina. So let's, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, I thought uh, Mini Driver's great in that though. Mini Driver's performance I think is is pretty terrific. Anyway. Yeah. Mini Driver. Good in everything. Good in everything. Yeah. Armor. You love to see her. You do. It's true. Well, we've discussed anime well. Uh, <laughs> we sure have let's take a quick break <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on jordan jesse go 
It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. You know, every single episode of Jordan Jesse Go is made possible by the folks who have become members of MaximumFun.org. Folks who've gone to MaximumFun.org slash join and told us that they listen to Jordan Jesse Go when they're signing up to send us a few bucks a month. We always appreciate those folks. This week, we are also brought to you by our friends at Fortunato Chocolates. These are some, these are some gorgeous, gorgeous chocolates. We got these, we got these chocolates in the mail, Jordan. Mm. And you know what? Mm. I, you know that I can't eat chocolate because it's a migraine trigger. But I do know that I gave them to my wife, and let me just say. I've been on easy street. <laughs> no more sleeping on the couch for you, huh? Nope. Wow. I used to have to sleep in the front yard with the pig. Jesse, did you know that since 2008, Fortunato number no. 4 chocolate has been prized by chop top chocolatiers and pastry chefs in Michelin star restaurants? Did you know that? That's the best kind of restaurant. 1 to 3 stars from the tire people. Chuck, well, Oh, yeah, it is the tire people, isn't it? That's fine. Yeah, they are, yeah, because it's like a travel guide sort of deal. That's great. Hey, yeah. and, and if, there's, if there's anybody I listen to, it's Chocolatiers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I listen to Chocolatiers for political advice. I don't listen to them so much for what the best chocolates are. Yeah. For, well, for that, I, I, tend to, I tend to go to Shields and Gigot. On the news hour. They have a lot of interesting ideas. Chocolatiers have a lot of interesting ideas. Yeah, uh, these Fortunato chocolates are made from rare, organically grown heirloom cacao from the jungles of northern Peru. You know, Jordan, that's why these are known the world over as Paddington Bear's favorite (laughs) chocolate. Does he come from Peru? Yeah, because he comes from Peru, just like them. That's a fun fact about Paddington. Yeah, it used to be that normal people couldn't get these. Only uh, uh, pastry chefs, top chocolatiers, and Shields and Gigot. Right. Uh, from the news hour. Even like David Brooks would ask for the chocolates. They say, no, sorry. Shields and Gigot only. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? But hey, it's available now to the general public. Fortunato number four is made by a family company that has direct relationships with over 400 farmers and a socially conscious business model that helps farm families earn more. That's great to hear. Yeah, it's It's fantastic. It's available in 36% milk, 47% dark milk, and 68% dark. Uh, Fortunato is sold in 1.1 pound bars with minimal packaging to keep it affordable. Here's what you do. You visit podcastchocolate.com slash jjgo. That's right. There's if, if you weren't hungry before, you're hungry now because of the URL podcastchocolate.com slash jjgo. Honestly, I'm hungry and horny because of that <laughs> URL, podcastchocolate.com slash jjgo. That's as good as it gets. This is the official chocolate of podcasts. <laughs> And Paddington Bear. And Paddington. Not sponsored by Paddington Bear. We do not have permission to claim that Paddington Bear, everyone's famous funny hat bear Mm -hmm. from the movie Paddington Bear 2, uh, 
has sponsored this chocolate. It's just that this chocolate's also from Peru. Podcastchocolate.com slash JJCo. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Cody Zuger, the people's champ. Um, Jordan, you'll recall this from last week. Cody, you weren't here. You were <laughs> spiritually. I was there, but not physically. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, <laughs> watching over us <laughs> like a guardian angel, yeah. one punch man. <laughs> um, uh, we asked Amer. We first of all, we view our show secondarily is a comedy podcast and first and foremost a, a celebration of america's mail service the united <laughs> states postal service heroes all of them mm-hmm. uh, especially oni the postal dog mm-hmm. uh, a taxidermy dog that's uh, has a vest covered in medals given to it by uh postal workers um but also uh, the human living postal workers who uh comprise the network that delivers our mail even to the most rural americans um, and so what, Brian, what did we ask mail carriers to call in with? Uh, just weird experiences they've had or things that have happened to them on the job because they're probably, or as they've been listening to the show, because they probably listen to the show while they're walking around yeah. delivering mail. Yeah. So mail carriers go to all different people's houses. Uh, they have what are called roots and on those roots are many <laughs> homes and businesses. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lay it out for me. Uh, <laughs> and so in a lot of ways, they're visiting a lot of people. And, you know, I don't know if you know this about people, Cody, but some of them are weirdos. Uh, I've heard that. Or they have weird pets or weird houses or weird businesses. Yeah, a lot of freaks out there. So, yes. Well, sure. Freaks come in all size, shapes, sizes, and colors, as Houdini taught us. <laughs> uh, um, now, I, Jesse, when exactly do they come out? <laughs> uh, let's see. Typically. Let me think about this. Typically, when do the freaks come out? Yeah. So... Uh, let's see. Well, I, what I like about freaks is is that they're really good lovers. Right. Mm-hmm. They come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I know. The freaks come out at night. <laughs> That's when they come out. That's when they come there out. There you go. <laughs> God, how, when, did, what, when and why did rappers move away from rhythmic exclamatory laughter? <laughs> 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 One of the best parts of early hip hop. Yeah, yeah, sort of like this. You know, they say they say the elements of hip hop are graffiti writing, b boying, uh, beatboxing, DJing, and rapping. But what about rhythmic exclamatory <laughs> laughter? Yeah. Rhythmic exclamatory <laughs> clan to laughter. Where's that at? Yeah. Um. So anyway, they go to the different. Uh, they go to different places. They see all kinds of freaks. Um, and, uh, we, we were interested in learning a little bit about this from our postal carrier friends. So, uh, Brian, we've got some calls. Why don't you play one? Hi, Jordan, Jesse, Sunny D and guests. Uh, I'm listening to the podcast asking for mail carriers to call in currently serving some apartment cluster boxes. Um, I live in Mississippi, moved down here to get married to my boyfriend, now husband, uh, I used to live in Michigan, and I'm not sure about the uh, the wackiest, wildest occasion, but I am always startled when I pull into someone's 
neighborhood house to serve them mail and give them a package and find a large pig walk up and greet me. Uh, <laughs> hope y'all are doing well. Have a nice day. That rules. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Love to get a visit from a pig. Hell yeah. God. <laughs> Have you seen the dumpuses on those things? Yeah. <laughs> They're dumpstick. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oink oink. Have have either have either one of you done any type of delivery delivery job or anything like that? I don't think so. No, I did. Like I when I first moved out to L.A., I was a PA mm. in, in a time you know right before the internet was a thing that everyone had. So I like I delivered a lot of like hard copy scripts mm. and like um, DVDs yeah. of dailies mm. to people. Uh, I think that was the that's the closest thing I've done to delivering. By you? people, Jordan means Fran Drescher. <laughs> yeah, I did. I delivered scripts to Fran Drescher, and she would always give me a water bottle. Oh, very nice of her. Nice lady, class act, and, a, and, an, and an incredible talent, if mm. you ask me. I drove, I was a field election deputy for the city of San Francisco, so oh, on shit. election days, I would drive like, uh, I would work like 18, 20, 22 hours uh, driving around a special van full of election stuff <laughs> uh, from polling place to polling place. Cody, have you? Yeah, I delivered food pretty regularly throughout like my early college years. But like that story reminds me of uh, I was delivering food. I think in this town called like Louisville or Clemens. This is a small like sort of like suburb uh, in North Carolina. But I remember turning on this dirt road and driving for seemed like for fucking ever. Like I pull up to this house and I hand her this lady her her Chinese food and I just hear like this like a, a huge gobble and I turn around and there's just like a field full of like like almost like cartoonishly large turkeys. Like, you know, when you think of like the traditional like Jesus. turkey, like the the turkeys that are sort of like pardoned by the president, there's like these big ass birds. And there's just like maybe half a dozen turkeys just like walking around on her front lawn. And this lady was like, oh yeah, these are my pet turkeys. Like I don't kill them or anything. I just have them and they just sort of hang out <laughs> on my property. I was like, okay, cool. Wow. Thanks lady. They are yeah. like, they are like terrifying animals up close. They're huge. I, you know, and, and, you know, and I, I remember the first time seeing one as a kid, I was so shocked because it didn't look like my hand. <laughs> yeah. It was three dimensional. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was very straight, very off-putting. Weird, right? Yeah. You can't trust what they teach you in school. Dude. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. These you people cannot. are just trying to get fucking, uh, you know, they're just trying to brainwash you. So turn me into to... a fucking sheep, Bunch man. of liberal cucks yeah. teaching up all this liberal agenda. Thank you. Thank you. Speaking of which, I would love to have a sheep. <laughs> that would be nice. That would be There's nice. pretty much, there's, I, I'm having a hard time, honestly, thinking of an animal that I wouldn't like to have wandering around my property. Yeah. That'd be lovely. I think a peacock would be pretty rad. A peacock yeah. would be great. Yeah. Living that arboretum lifestyle. Come on. <laughs> They do do, don't they? I mean, they're like random shriekers, though, right? Like, isn't that the thing with the peacock is that they're so majestic, but, you know, at four in the morning, they'll just shriek? You might be thinking of goats or murder victims. <laughs> I, yeah. I, yeah, murder victims will shriek. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think peacocks are shriekers. Anyway, that's why I don't get one. Very, very long time Jordan Jesse Go listeners will remember when this happened, but my wife's cousin once dropped off uh, his pig at our house for babysitting. Uh, I'm already hucking to this story. I can't wait to hear this. And A, pigs are very smart creatures mm -hmm. and they're very good pets. Yeah. Uh, but they bond very tightly with their owners and they bite the shit out of me. <laughs> um, but more than that, 
I would say we had probably, this was probably almost 10 years ago, and we had just moved into our house. And this pig was in our backyard for two nights, just screaming like a human, <laughs> screaming and crying like a human. Help. It, <laughs> help. In the morning. help us, yes. Call the police. <laughs> I am quite confident that every one of my neighbors thought I was murdering someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very, very difficult, but a very cute pig. I mean, pigs are pigs are cute. They're cute. Uh, let's take let's take one more call from a postal carrier. Hey, uh, this is my name's Tony. I was just listening, and you said for postal workers to call. I'm not a carrier. This isn't. A crazy thing that happened, but this we have the sweetest little old man who comes and gets his mail, and uh, from us out of his box every single day calls me by my name, says hello, Mister Tony. I go get his mail out of his little PO box for him. Sweetest old man. One day he came in and he's having so much trouble with uh, a DMV in California. He gets a car. I don't know something about a car or something. Couldn't, couldn't get the paperwork right. And then he just started breaking down and crying because he couldn't get this paperwork because he's 94 years old and he doesn't even understand it. And it was so sad. And then, uh, so I just brought him over to the, I had to get in my car and go bring him over to the to the little, the, uh, the place down the street that does the DMV work, um, like, you know, a title place to, uh, to help him out. And he came back and he put on a chocolate bar. That's so great of him. You know, have a great day. Man, which would which one is better? Because they're both 10 out of 10. Mm. To have someone bring you a chocolate bar, an unexpected chocolate bar, or to have someone call you Mr. First Name. <laughs> <laughs> those are both just as good as it fucking gets. Yeah. Yeah, those are great. Oh, to have someone call me Mr. Jesse. My dry cleaner just calls me Morris, and I like that a lot. I've never <laughs> wow. been... Hey, I've Morris. never had it like a... I've never had like a coach or anything call me by just my last name and just my dry cleaner does it. And I'm, I'm I love it. I'm all about it. Hey, it's Morris. Hey, everyone talks yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is wonderful. Get that dry cleaner assigned eight by 10, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. uh, I know. He d- yeah, I know. It does not have the, the typical LA eight by tens, but I think who better <laughs> to start the tradition than with me, a guy who has an upsetting recurring YouTube character. <laughs> What are my other accomplishments? You should have one of those multi-panel... Right, where you show your range. And it's one shot of you in Sandra Bullock's least successful film. Right. One of you in your brief appearance on... on uh, what was what's that soap opera called that that you're on? That's very oh, very popular. Scandal, yes. Scandal. So one <laughs> shot of you as the yes. as like the tabloid newspaper publisher on Scandal. One shot of you as Cotton Candy Randy. <laughs> and then one shot of you as the surfer dude in the Fritz Coleman commercial. <laughs> Row ride for the local weather. Yeah, and yeah. then just a stamp that says bad career. <laughs> <laughs> It could be one of those big rubber yeah. stamps, ka-chunk. Yeah. It could, doesn't have to say bad career. It, it could say successful writer. Sure, yeah. It should say successful writer. Yeah. Has a podcast. No, not like Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still throwing wide the doors for 
any postal worker who wants to call us at 206-984-4FUN or jjgoatmaximumfun.org. And you know what else, Jordan? I'm adding bus drivers. Oh, expand it. And you know what? UPS, DHL, FedEx, you're into mm. the private sector. You're invited. Yo, that's a hard... I, I was a UPS delivery helper for one season, and it was hands down the hardest, worst job I've ever had in my life. The hardest and worst? Yeah. That's interesting, because I have heard... I've definitely heard that it's hard. Yeah. But uh, I, had, I had an aunt who was uh, who worked for FedEx, and it, w- it was career for FedEx, and she really liked... She, I mean, she was very hyper-competent. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a great job if you're a hardworking, hyper-competent and uh, didn't go to college, and you can still make pretty good money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm only one of those things. So I was not. Uh, <laughs> I was not hardworking, <laughs> and I was barely competent. I needed money for like to buy Christmas gifts. I was like, yeah, I'll do a temporary job, like helping delivery deliver UPS. It can't be, can't be that hard, right? You just like take boxes, but no, you have to wake up at like 6 a.m. to call the UPS center and be like, hey, do you have any routes that need to be helped today? And they're like, yeah, cool, do it. So like. You know, you get in your car or you get in the truck, you know, you go drive to some parking lot, random parking lot in the middle of nowhere, and a UPS truck shows up maybe 15 minutes later, and then you hop in and, like, you sit and, like, so, like, you have the one seat, like, the regular driver's seat, and then, like, you have your seat, the helper seat, which is, like, maybe 12 inches below, so you already feel like you're a kid with, like, your dad, like, just driving around to, like, to, like, your grandparents or some shit like that, but, like, it's just nonstop work. Like, it's just like you're running around these neighborhoods. It's hard work. You're lifting heavy ass packages up and down hills. Like you got to like navigate shitty people's dogs. And like, I, like hats off. Like I respect him. Like I, 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 I worked for three weeks and then I quit on the spot because I was so tired from running up hills all day. <laughs> you're just <laughs> like, like, no, like 21 days. Yeah. I, I had t- 21 parts of, uh, life energy. I spent <laughs> yeah. one each day. The end. Yeah. I got paid weekly. So I had three paychecks, paychecks, paychecks. I'm like, yo, I'm good. I'm too fat for this. I'm going home. See you. Peace. People should not have pigs at their homes. You said, yeah, turkeys are okay. Pigs. No, I have to say this on the subject of bus drivers. One time, a couple years ago, I was at the gas station. Not to brag, but it was USA gas. Oh. No foreign gas for me. I'll pay the premium. I'm a Sinclair man, like the little dinosaur on the logo. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great fucking dino, man. It is a great dino. It really looks like like the dinosaur from... It's such a classic dinosaur, like the dinosaur from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Mm, It really is. Uh, I was pumping gas at the gas station, and there's a bus stop right at the gas station there. And a bus pulled in, the doors opened, no one got on or off, but the driver said, hey, Jesse Thorne, I have, I have not felt more like a fucking king-ass celebrity, like a high emperor celebrity than to be recognized by, by a bus driver. That was the thrill of my life. They're heroes. They're real, they're American heroes. And you're a hero to, you're a hero to the bus driver, Jesse, so mm-hmm. that makes you a double hero. I don't know. I think I'm a. I think he just recognizes a a a, a, mm, a peer. Sure, you know he and I are. <laughs> yeah. He and I are both uh, are are both cool dudes with sweet gigs. <laughs> You've both dined together at the Heroes Club. Yeah. There was this guy. There was this bus driver. I used to take. I sang in a community chorus when I was in elementary school. Again, not to brag. Mm. Um, and to get to the community music center, we would take the 49 Van Ness Mission bus from uh, Discovery Center School. That's a good bus. Uh, 
great bus. I mean, a lot of people will tell you that it's better to take the the 14 mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly the 14L, the 14 Limited, that's going to be a little faster. But the 49 is great because it goes all the way to Balboa Park. <laughs> anyway, um, the 49 Van Ness mission we would catch after school, uh, me and Abe and Josh Bingham, the twins, and um, I think my friend Pete was in that chorus too. We'd go see Urs, the, the chorus master. And uh, about one in three times... We would get this one kind of handsome middle-aged driver who wore a beret. The Muni, the Muni bus outfits, the Muni bus outfits in San Francisco—they're brown, but they're—they have a, a a real 1971 dignity to them. And one of the cool things about them is one of the optional headgears is a beret. That's dope. I'm so into this. And this dude would wear the beret. You'd rarely see somebody wearing the beret, but once in a while. And this guy always wore the beret, and he would do this thing where he'd see us getting on the bus. And, you know, this is a group of, I guess we were probably nine years old. Um, And he would put his hand over the fare box and just give us one of those, go ahead on in. (laughs) This this one's on. Go ahead on in. Yeah. It It was wonderful. It was, he was the cool black uncle I never had. <laughs> just gorgeous. Just gorgeous. Letting us on. Then then we could buy now and laters with our bus money, Jordan. Ooh, that's a good candy. Yeah. So it's the best of the 25-cent candies. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no, no competition. You can tell me all day about cherry clans yeah. or whatever, but... Pound sand, Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, one of the trash candies. Even Tootsie Pop. Yeah. yeah. Cody, Cody, top, uh, top under a buck candy. Oh God, uh, I would say those. I mean, it's maybe a controversial opinion, but those like little sweet, the little tarts, the little like, like a uh, roll of tarts. Like I'm a big, a big stand of those. I gotta say, and the fireball, the fireball. I kind of like those too. I, as a kid, I liked anything that you could, uh, that you could suck into oblivion. <laughs> I liked anything that you could, mm-hmm. and I know some people are gonna snicker at that because it sounds dirty. Mm-hmm. Well, I just right. want to say I'm ashamed of all of you. I'm talking about <laughs> sucking a tart till it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Maybe you want to listen to one of those dirty podcasts. Yeah. We keep it clean here on Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah. We have a little respect for our audience. Yeah. Yeah. And if you thought that I was talking about anything other than a candy when I said I like to suck into oblivion, you're fucking nasty. <laughs> you're fucking nasty. I know what time of day you're listening to this because you are a freak. Yeah. <laughs> you're listening it, to it in the daytime because at night you're going to be going out. <laughs> yeah, well, at night you got to go out. Find lovers. Mm-hmm. You're nasty. Locate lovers. Nasty. God, you're so nasty God, listening you're to Bad boys. You're so nasty. Bad boys. Naughty girls. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I'm going to call you Miss Jackson because you are nasty. Sure, yeah. <laughs> nasty. Nasty listeners. Nasty. Nasty Just listeners. Ew. Nasty. Ew. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you think this is going to become a recurring segment? <laughs> I hope so. Berate the nasty listeners. <laughs> Should we make theme music for it? Yeah. If Listen, if you want us to continue the segment, just hit us up on Twitter with the hashtag junk in the trunk. <laughs> Okay, before before we close this segment out, let's take one regular momentous occasion. 
because we're going to get called. We're going to be dealing with these calls from DHL. We're going to be dealing with these calls from FedEx, UPS, the United Parcel Service, USPS, the United States Postal Service. Uh, we'll pro- heck, we might even get one of those uh, a call from one of those guys that wears the blue Amazon vest. Mm. I can't promise it, but let's mm. take a momentous occasion now. Hey, Joran, Jesse, and guests. Um, so I've been listening to your back episodes, and this is from April when you asked for any of the vampire LARPers to call in with a ridiculous <laughs> story about sex at game. So here's mine. I am playing a Ventru and Vampire, the Requiem, which means nothing to you, but I guarantee you a good amount of your listeners know exactly what I'm doing. And I'm playing a bisexual Yeah, we'll vampire. pause it for a second. Are you suggesting I, I, our listeners are nerds? <laughs> How no, dare you? I think he, How Jordan, dare you, sir? <laughs> I think he's suggesting that our listeners are nasty. They're na- <laughs> oh. Wow. I think some of them are, unfortunately. Uh, you, Kennedy, let's hear the end of this, Brian. And I'm talking to a married couple. And between games, we do... Um, email scenes and one of the email scenes turned into erotica between our three characters. Oh yeah. And I am a straight male, but they invited me over to continue the scene. And I thought, why the hell not? So long story short, uh, the venture's power is they can tell people what to do and they have to do it. So I had my first MM threesome or MMF threesome that night. And it was the first time I've ever messed around with the male because I really got into character, and so did they. So, guess a moment, uh, a momentous occasion? Depends on your the way you look at it with, was it lame to do that as a character, or was it awesome? Love you guys. Bye. Love you too. And uh, Jordan and Cody, I don't know if you guys know all of the sex lingo. Uh, but I do, an I do not. MNF, not nasty. Yeah. Oh. An MNF threesome is where you have sex with Al Michaels and John Madden. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I heard that, yeah. Play by play and color guy from Monday Night Football. Yeah. You gotcha. Here, I'm actually searching MMF on Twitter, and it's just pictures of steamer trunks. <laughs> just vintage steamer trunks that are getting appraised. I don't know what's all this about. What did this guy do? <laughs> yeah. I searched steamer and junk in the trunk, and I got some stuff that I um, would rather yeah. not have seen. Uh, have, you ever, have you ever LARPed, or have you messed around with anything that I, requires I, costuming I, or I, uh, acting? Surprisingly, no, that is not my lane, my nerd lane, although I know I have plenty of friends who do LARP. Uh, I've never personally done it. I Just to, to, so, like, they were LARPing, and then they went over to this other people's house. Like, that was the story, right? Like, that, they, they weren't playing, like, a video game. They were, like, LARPing. That's, the, that's, what, that's what he said? They were LARPing initially. Mm-hmm. Then they were sending in-character erotic emails. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's multimedia. Yeah. Two-screen experience. Yeah. Then, of course, that naturally led to uh, just regular, you know. That's rad as hell, to be honest with you. That sounds cool as shit. Yeah, that fucking rules. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah, that rules, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I think you were wondering, we were wondering our opinion if it's, it was if it was lame because you were doing it as a, a LARP or if it ruled. I th- I think it rules. Yeah. I think maybe you're a method actor. Maybe that's the train of thought. I don't know. Yeah, sure. But we support you anyway. That sounds rad as hell. 
I think we've all wanted to fuck out Michaels in our time. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a Madden wow. dude, but I'll take either one, to be honest with you. Madden gets out that fucking Telestrator. How can <laughs> yeah. you not be into it? Sure, yeah. You know he's got a dump. You know he's got a thick old booty. <laughs> oh, John Madden's. I, I John Madden is a freak. Get on the bus, baby. Yeah. I hear I hear he's so thick he's going to start hosting Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> <laughs> they call it the turducken. <laughs> his butt. That's what they call his butt, the turducken. <laughs> sure. 206-984-4FUN or JJGO at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. I, I can remember as, as a child thinking it was odd that here was this can full of meat. I'm Jesse Thorne. This week on my show Bullseye, David Letterman on shame, regret, and canned hams. Is this the best delivery version of, of pork? That's this week on Bullseye for MaximumFun.org and NPR. La, la, la. Congratulations, you've won a ticket to attend an exclusive opportunity in a relaxing environment with two lovers. Wow. Well, this sounds like a sort of proposition of sorts, but really it's an ad for our podcast. Wonderful. It's a show we do here on Maximum Fun where we talk about things that we like and things that we're into. I'm Rachel McElroy, and you just heard Griffin McElroy, and we are excited for you to join us as we talk about movies and music and books. Things like sneezing or the idea of rain. (laughs) (laughs) Can you get news or information you can use? Absolutely you cannot, because we're here to talk to you about pumpernickel bread. You can find new episodes on Wednesdays. So catch catch the wave! It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Cody Ziegler, a.k.a. Black Samson. Oh, does something happen? Does Samson have all his power in his hair? Yeah, that's his thing, and I haven't cut my hair in... Many, many years, although you couldn't tell it because I have not also have not had it professionally uh, done up in since COVID. So that's where I'm coming from. What what are your top what are your top dues? You know, really, I've just been rocking, you know, a really, really bad afro. But I think I'm going to do a uh, Odell Beckham. I think that's the Odell Beckham Jr. He's got a nice little thing going on, like some blonde, some blonde dyed, like the top of it. But the side of it is like sort of like sort of like uh, what's the word? It's like uh, it, it sort of tapers down to like a from blonde to brown like i think that's the next move whenever we are allowed back in the barbershops if it's long enough my recommendation to you is to just go 80s stevie wonder and get the beads on it <laughs> yeah get a jerry curl throw some beads in there change the whole game man you might be onto something yeah, i know i'm onto something <laughs> i mean if you're not going to go drew down i think the answer is 80s stevie wonder <laughs> let me put that in my back pocket uh Cody, I don't know if you can talk about it or if you know, but mm. when's that fucking She-Hulk show coming out? I uh, I can't talk about it, but I also don't know. So like, I, 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 <laughs> I got a twofer for you. Um, I I have no idea when any of that stuff is 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 going down because honestly, COVID hit like right in the middle of when we were writing. So like, we all sort of sort of writing from home. Um, I know everything's been pushed back with Marvel, so I have I honestly have no clue. But like, I can't wait to watch it <laughs> whenever they whenever it comes out. Whenever that may be. I don't want to get into your whatever NDAs you've signed or pressure you into revealing anything here. Mm-hmm. But uh, She-Hulk is like a Lady Hulk. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm glad that you've been able to put those two things together. Uh, she is, in <laughs> fact, 
a, a Lady Hulk. Uh, in the comics, she is the cousin of Bruce Banner, a.k.a. the a titular Incredible Hulk. And uh, in the comic, she gets uh, her powers via her cousin, Bruce Banner, and becomes a Lady Hulk. Do they, like, how do you get powers from your cousin? I think in the comics, there. Were, I think in the comics, it was like, she was, like, the mob was after her because she's also a lawyer. I think she did some, she, like, I guess she brought down the mob uh, and, like, some hitmen went after her and they, they shot her up and she needed a blood transfusion. And the only person who was, had the same type of blood was, was Bruce Banner. And then she, I think they did a blood tran- transfusion. And through that, she got his irradiated gamma blood and became She-Hulk. That's how she got her powers. Hell yeah. That happened to me with my cousin. That's how I uh, <laughs> oh, got dope. my powers of as a high-powered executive assistant. <laughs> get the Just best. really good yeah. at managing schedules and stuff. I get paid six figures to do it because I'm so good at it, you know? Hell yeah. Really good at getting Caesar salads. And that's yeah. why I sell commemorative coins to the NRA. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about cousin jobs here. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to cousins, huh? Shout out to cousins. Why you got these weird jobs? Yeah. Big up cousins working at the Dollar General. Yeah, Cody, when you when you work for a Marvel show, do mm. you have to like learn, you know, fucking 70 years of comics continuity? Uh if I was not already a giant nerd, uh, you probably would have had to do that. Um, but like <laughs> I came in like um, you know, I'm trying to think of what I can say. Like basically my my lane, as it were, was like I was definitely like one of the comic book MCU nerds. Like I read, you know, I've been reading comics since I was a kid. Like I've always just been a, a Marvel stand anyway. So like I'd already watched all the movies. So like that was sort of my lane. So like I was like the one like that knew like all the history and like what the characters were doing what and like sort of like you know that was that was sort of my my niche. Um, but like you definitely you know you you had full access to like the Marvel library at any time. So like if you wanted to read. 70 years worth of comic history you could just send an email and get it sent to you <laughs> day or night oh shit that's cool which i definitely took advantage of you know what i would do if i worked for the for the marvel comics entertainment empire hmm. try and raise the money to buy firestorm the nuclear man <laughs> get him what bring him over cost yeah what do you think that would cost i think 2500 dollars <laughs> yeah. yeah i think 25 dollars well, he's, <laughs> maybe a tootsie roll. <laughs> he's two men technically, so yeah, yeah. Do you have so to maybe, pay. Are you thinking five thousand, Jordan? Yeah, I think it's twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred per man. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. it's a steal. Get him over there. Well, Cody, it's been a delight to have you on the program. Thank you for joining us all the way from thanks North Carolina me. in the middle yeah. of the night, East Coast time. We appreciate it. Yeah, any time, guys. It was have fun. Thanks for having me. Uh, Cody Ziegler, our guest on this week's program. Uh, if you have a correction for us, we value your corrections uh, and we appreciate them. We care about quality, so tweet them at JD Power on Twitter. Hashtag it JJ Go on Twitter or uh, share. What are we sharing with the hashtag Junk in the Trunk, Jordan? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> How about but just post whatever with the hashtag Junk in the Trunk? Yeah, this week, we'll uh, find this it. This week. <laughs> This week on Twitter, just share something interesting with the hashtag junk in the trunk. I want yes. all the junk in the trunk tweets to, you know, whatever, have Wario in them or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Have Wario. Yeah, Wario in there. <laughs> whatever. Somebody, Wah. Jordan, by the way, somebody sent us, and there was no note and no explanation, and the package came from India, uh, but somebody sent us, you know, those kind of like, um, uh, those those welcome mats and they're made kind of out of the same kind of thing that like a uh 
a broom is made out of. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's sort of yep. like a natural, like a sisal or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like that, but it has Wario on it. And he says, <laughs> welcome home. Can I have that? <laughs> yeah, I want that. Can I have In it? In fact, I insist you take it from me. Yes. Uh, so thank you to whoever sent us that. <laughs> Finally, I have that son I've been looking for. <laughs> Finally, my own son. <laughs> Sir, you want to enroll it in pre-kindergarten? <laughs> I, I, sh- I just want to make sure it has all the advantages I had. <laughs> Very smart for his age group. <laughs> Why do you think I live in this school district? Yeah. Uh, Jordan is, uh, let's see, at Jesse Thorne and at Jordan underscore Morris on Twitter. Brian Sunny D. Fernandez is our producer on the program. You can hashtag it JJGo on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, you can uh, join the Maximum Fun Facebook group there on Facebook. It's always a nice chat in the Reddit at maximumfun.reddit.com. Um, you can also join bozskags.reddit.com. Um, where sometimes it's someone posting about Jordan Jesse Go, sometimes somebody just wants to talk about the Lido Shuffle. <laughs> uh, blah, 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 blah. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and our friends at Light in the Attic Records. We're ever grateful to them, and we will talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.